We celebrate today are the great patronal feast of our country, of the United States. Actually declared maybe six or eight years before the dogma was defined. The dogma being defined in 1854. The feast was a universal feast for the church in the 1700s. And we have evidence of this devotion back to the earliest days of Holy Mother Church. And the readings that Mother Church gives us for this solemnity give us a good picture of what we're celebrating. First, that greeting to Mary. Hail, full of grace. Hail, one who is filled with grace, who has always been, is, and always will be. That's what the word means in the original language. That there never was a time, nor will there ever be a time, when you are not filled with grace. The very life, the power of God, the love of God. And that is the answer to what we had in the first reading. We hear in that passage from Genesis, the second half of the original sin story. They have already eaten the fruit, recognizing their shame. They went to hide themselves. And the response of our Father in heaven is, where are you? I created you to be in communion with me. You're, in t- you're intended to be in a relationship with me. Where are you? You're supposed to be here. Reconciliation, mercy, from the very first moment of sin. Then that great promise, the first gospel, when God promises that the day will come when he would put enmity between the woman and the serpent. Enmity means complete separation, sharing nothing in common between you and the woman and between her seed and your seed, God tells the serpent. His great prophecy fulfilled in in the person of our Blessed Mother Mary. From the first moment of her conception, Mother Church teaches us with a singular grace, a one-time thing, that this woman chosen for this special mission, this special purpose. We have examples in the Old Testament where one person or one group of people were selected out and appointed with a special grace for a specific purpose. It's within that same realm that our Blessed Mother is chosen. But as the opening prayer reminds us, it's in virtue of the merits of the passion of Jesus Christ, that salvific work, the work of salvation that happened at the passion of Christ, his passion, death, resurrection, ascension, those merits which merited all things were applied to our Blessed Mother before it took place. Those same merits are applied to us after that moment took place. Nothing is impossible for God, the gospel told us today. The early church fathers told us that God reminded us that God can do anything. He's God. 
So he has the power, the ability to preserve this lady from sin. And since this lady is his mother, and her womb would be the first tabernacle, it's fitting that it should happen. So he has the ability, and it's fitting, so he did it. And it just makes sense. The intricate details by which the chosen people constructed the tabernacle from Exodus, there's six chapters of specific details. Why would God not be as particular in crafting that tabernacle in which he would dwell? Because this was the promise This was the expectation for each one of us. St. Paul reminds us in Ephesians today. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. In Christ Jesus, he's called you, chosen you from the foundation of the world to be blameless, without spot, without wrinkle. From the foundation of the world, this was God's plan for each one of us. We know sin thwarted God's plan for a time. Our Blessed Mother is the example, the icon of what we were supposed to be. And by God's grace, what we will be. By God's grace, we are saved from original sin through the waters of baptism. And by the merits and the virtue of grace that we achieve and we work, as our, we work out our salvation through our time on earth, we can overcome the concupiscence, that, pre, that, that predilection towards sin. And we can become that living tabernacle of Jesus, holy, spotless, without wrinkle, without blemish, so that we can fulfill our purpose, as St. Paul says so you can exist to the praise of his glory. God created you to give him glory. God created you to praise his holy name. Sin prevents us from doing that fully. Grace allows us to do it. Our blessed mother never had the opportunity to not do it. She was always full of grace. And as she is in heaven reigning as the queen of saints, the queen of apostles, she's praising God now interceding for us, that we will receive the necessary graces that we can fulfill God's plan for our life. So that like Mary, we too can say, I am the handmaid, I am the servant of the Lord, be it done unto me according to your word. It's the goal for each one of us, to live a life of grace, to live a life of spotlessness, of immaculate, without blemish, without wrinkle. We have the greatest cheerleader, intercessor we could ever imagine in our Blessed Mother. Turn to her today and ask her to help you be filled with the Holy Spirit today and every day so that every day you can live for the praise of his glory.